Hello and welcome to another mini review of Civ Pop Writers Room. Well, not of Civ Pop Writers Room, but by Civ Pop Writers Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And I'm joined again by Shane. How's it going, everyone? Back again for some more Apple TV Plus content. That's right. As as promised uh, yesterday, Shane is is joining us uh, again for another Apple TV Plus content. And uh, this is maybe a, a movie that you wouldn't uh, necessarily probably expect a review from, but you know, as I as I said, pretty much anybody that's going to send me something in advance, I'll go ahead and you know, even if it's just me solo, give you give you the scoop on it. I feel like this is worth talking about because Apple TV gave me uh, gave me access. So this is a uh, this Billy Eilish, the world a little blurry. It's a documentary following Billy Eilish uh, on her progress to release the plot synopsis says something like on the pro- progress to releasing her first album. But this is really like from whenever she got discovered to now. Um, yeah, it's basically it's, like before COVID started uh, is, mm-hmm. is pretty much the end of this movie. It's a new documentary about Billie Eilish um, and her music coming to Apple TV Plus and in theaters. My guess is limited release uh, as of 26th, so two days ago. So you can be be sure to check this out wherever you wish. Also, up front, we're just not going to worry about spoilers because I don't really think you can spoil anything about this because this is a documentary that isn't necessarily exploratory. It's not like a true crime documentary where it's like, oh, so then you find out that this happened. So like... It, it, this is you could read a wikipedia page and find out more information so uh we won't be worried about spoilers so we'll just be able to talk about it all but as as always we got to kick this off shane did you like this love it hate it just like i think it's just okay i watch a lot of documentaries and i'll talk a little bit about how i judge them okay. but this one definitely hit all the boxes for me i was very close to loving this film okay i think i do love this film I, I probably on the lower side. I maybe have some faults with it, but I mm-hmm. I definitely think I'm in that love it loved it camp. Maybe uh, it'll be explained best with kind of the type of documentary that we're dealing with. Um, so, what are some of those boxes that you really like to see in a documentary? I try to think about because, like, I wind up at least over the past two years starting to watch a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. and you kind of figure out what you're hoping for and looking for in a documentary. And obviously some documentaries are different than others. Some of them are quite cinematic and mm-hmm. some of them you can tell I'm literally sitting here listening to people being interviewed about something. Yes. And this documentary one, it's informative. You get to understand the progress of the career of Billie Eilish Two, you really get a dive into who she is. Mm-hmm. And there's some times where somebody who does great things might not be an interesting person. Mm-hmm. That's not in this situation. Billie Eilish is quite an interesting person. Right. And so it's her whole entire very artistic family, which I think adds some dimensions to the film. And so that's that's one of the things that I was talking with Alice about when we were doing the coming attraction of this movie. I'm not really interested in any sort of musical documentary, but I am on somebody who is as fascinating as Billie Eilish. Uh, just any, anything where there like looks like there's actual complexity. And like a lot of this, like when this takes place, like Billie Eilish is only like 16 or 17, and it's just like crazy, absolutely you, crazy. <laughs> like you are more mature than 90 percent of the artists out there right now. Anyway, I interrupted you. Sorry, but I did want to point that out. Like, yes, Billie yeah. Eilish, I think, is is totally the uh, a subject I'm interested in. Well, and for me personally, even before I became like what you would consider a cinephile and somebody mm-hmm. who reviewed films for like I do it for a very intense hobby. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I've always loved rock docs beyond the lighted stage, the rush one. Love it. Mm-hmm. I've 
always like to seek out music ones because I love music. As somebody who's seen a lot of rock documentaries, one of the most important things for me is if you're going to make a documentary, especially if the person's involved, it better show the complexities of that person and not just show them as a perfect person. Yes. This film, I don't think, even though it's heavily involved with by Billie Eilish and Phineas, she doesn't shy away from showing like vulnerability, like the whole entire sequence where she gets called out for being rude and antisocial at an event the night before when she's just like, I'm a person and I show vulnerability once and I'm dragged across social media for it. Right. And, and not only that, but like, think again, she's a 17 year old person. And I think for most of this documentary, and I think that this, this documentary led this, this documentary subject like lends itself well to that because I think that the younger you are, the more authentic you can be. But I think that Billie Eilish just has that personality as well. I think if this mm-hmm. came out as she was 30, I feel like she would be just as open and honest because she appears to be that way. And there's also parts of this film where it's pretty cinematic. Like yeah. you get some narrative sequences, like the whole, I believe it was Milan where she comes out firing to mm-hmm. bad guy and sprains her ankle very badly. Yeah. That's a whole entire sequence, like building up tension. And is she going to perform? Is she not going to perform? Is she going to walk off the stage? And you felt like you're watching a narrative. I felt engrossed into that. And I appreciate that this documentary goes beyond just interviews and stuff like that, but shows actual pieces of her life with her confronting things in real time. I think those different dimensions adds complexity and intrigue to this documentary. Yeah, I agree. I think the things about a documentary that I really seek are, I I want as much as as I can to to just be found footage or to be real footage. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily want like the setup camera. I'm fine if it's the setup camera. I'm totally fine with that. But like, I think there, I think the best documentaries are one that doesn't have to do that. Uh, or if it is, then it's something like Free Solo, where it's it's not like tell me uh-huh. about the past, but it's like just kind of just kind of speak openly to me. Think your thoughts out loud. So I think like that's an exception. But like, I recently watched um, Becoming Bond on Hulu about George Lazenby. It's a totally fine documentary, and I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed watching it and all that. But there's an interview with George Lazenby, and then they do uh, reenactments. This isn't a documentary. I don't know what this is, but it's not a documentary. This is a half biopic, half interview. This, you know, I, I would label it more a bio or more a reenactment than anything. Not really a documentary, but uh, a great example of a good true crime one is American Murder: The Family Next Door on Netflix. <sighs> Just, and I didn't even necessarily love the story, but the fact that they use it all real footage and just simple is exactly how documentaries are at their best. And this did a, there was no interviews with Billie Eilish like directly for the documentary. Um, a lot of it was real footage. Uh, I got the feeling that like a lot of it was like they had cameras installed in certain areas of the home and they told the family to record a lot. I didn't even, so I didn't even feel like there was a crew here and there was an awareness of a presence and there was like a, a person taking up a square foot of, of space and being in the way. So I, I felt like a lot of that lent itself, uh, lent itself really well. Um, the other things that impressed me, especially like if you're talking a musical documentary, I should really thrive and thirst to want to be involved in that music more. 
And Billie Eilish is always one of those that I don't think I like, I think I'd heard of her, but I don't think I ever heard anything of her until bad guy was like the biggest song ever. And I was like, okay, I could dig this and I would be interested in more, but I'm not necessarily going to seek it out. But then as other songs came out, it's like, okay. And you know, watching euphoria recently, it's like, could really get into more of her and the, I really like the song, my future, which I thought, by the way, just was a perfect ending to the documentary by using mm-hmm. that song which I totally saw it coming, but it's because it's like one of the three songs I know about her. But it definitely made me like with a pit in my stomach of like, yes, I have said I've wanted to listen to more of her. Now I'm like actively, like as we're talking, like kind of wanting to just stop talking and go listen to her. Well, and I think a documentary about an artist that inspires you to seek out their art immediately succeeds. Exactly. And I feel like there's different levels because if I'm sitting and watching a documentary, I'm like, could I watch this on A&E? That tells me this is like a very traditional documentary where people are just sitting there talking at a camera being interviewed. And some documentaries really work with that. Like the, um, the last dance that does that great. I was compelled that whole entire time. And of course, you know, you see the Michael Jordan memes all the time. It's like, I took that personally. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was hooked watching that when that came out on Netflix But like a lot of the times it's like I'm sitting here watching just this documentary. I'm like, okay, people are being interviewed. I get it. It's informative. Okay. But does it have the it factor that raises above? And it's interesting that you brought up the reenactment thing because I feel like a great documentary can add those next level technical aspects that add layers to the film. Sometimes it could come off cheesy, which like it sounds like that George Lazenby documentary with the reenactments and stuff like that. It didn't sound like it elevated the film, which I've seen some reenactments in documentaries. And I've also seen films that were very much people being interviewed and people reenacting the events going on. And it has been done in a really compelling and interesting, intense way. But it takes a special director to do that. And it's interesting because... What this was, R.J. Cutler, who directed this documentary. I want to check out that Belushi documentary because he also directed. Oh, I've that. heard about that. Yeah, and because that's on Showtime right now, oh, and I was super excited for that documentary. So, like, if he was able to do this with Billie Eilish, I'm like, I'm super even more excited after watching this to see what he did with the John Belushi documentary. This is the kind of documentary that gives you a lot. And this is a long film. This is a two hour and 20 minute film, which I watch a lot of documentaries. Most documentaries barely hit 90 minutes. Right. So here's, here's what I'll, I'll have to say about that is that what are your favorite parts of this movie? As of now, after watching it and what's sticking in my head the most, the two scenes with her at that performance in Milan with her hurting her ankle and that showing what kind of performer she is. And showing a lot of her vulnerabilities in that moment. And then that point where she was being very human and wanting to get away from the chaos. And that next morning where she had to read those tweets of people telling, saying that she was antisocial and she was rude. And her having that moment where she's breaking down. And it was interesting how her mother was reacting. like kept telling her, in that moment, you have to get over it and just do do it. It's hard to tell a 17-year-old to just be like, let it go. Just go with it. 
So those are probably the two my favorite parts of the film. Okay. My favorite parts of the film, I'm gonna, just going to have to be pretty vague about them, is that just any time it shows her being an actual human, mm-hmm. um, because because it does a really this documentary does a really good job of showing her as pop star, most popular person in 2018, 2019, whatever, in the world, like also showing her as this person that had a, that had a big crush on Justin Bieber and, you know, in, in like see, seeing her dance, like as somebody who was married to a dancer, like, gosh, that was incredible. The other parts, I, I really loved anytime they were in studio. And part of that is, I doubt this was doctored. She sounds just like she does on a record. Like you could definitely tell it's live, but just the way her voice is, like they just, a, a part of it is the style that Billie Eilish does. Like it's, it, it's, it just feels so natural. Um, like it feels, it's meant to feel a little rough around the edges, uh, but she's just got such an excellent voice and, and her brother's such an excellent producer. I was really bl- also just blown away by, I knew that her brother did a lot of the songwriting, but like how much he actually does, like he is equally as, if not more impressive than her. And that is saying something. Well, so, and that's nice too. When they were winning those Grammys, it was both of them up there on the stage. Yes. And cause they really are a great team together. Well, and and even when Bieber calls uh, Billie Eilish, he's like, "Hey, congratulations! Hey, also, can I talk to your brother? Hey, congratulations! Like, like great! Like it's like everybody is recognizing this guy's greatness too, and everybody mm-hmm. is like, he's not that kind of guy that just is like shoved in the background because he's overshadowed. I mean, he will always be overshadowed by his sister, but like people who know what's up recognize him. So I liked I, all the studio stuff, especially mm-hmm. because like before they go to Coachella, it's pretty much just studio stuff. And oh, no, no, sorry. But like b- before all the touring stuff, it's really just, just them doing studio. And then after Coachella, they get back in the studio a little bit, which is just a bedroom. But like it, it's also one of those things, again, because of the way this documentary is, they're recording Bad Guy and they're making lyrics of it on the fly. And they're just making up as they go. And you're like okay, you don't understand that they're about to write the most popular song of definitely that year, if not the 2010s. They don't understand the greatness that's about to happen. And it's just, it's so fascinating to see that. And it's so fascinating for them to see how it plays out and how it's working and all that. And to me, that that was just insane. I I loved watching the two of them in the studio. And because I'm a sucker, of course, watching them craft the No Time to Die theme song. I think she's an excellent choice to do the the bond theme i think the song itself is is just great i'm a little upset that there wasn't more time spent on that but i get that it wasn't the focus so it's okay like i'm willing to forgive it maybe there'll be some extra behind the scenes stuff on the blu-ray release of the and it was uh that portion like i just remember her just being like why do people belt i hate belting (laughs) because like (laughs) the the bond song is a different kind of song than a lot of her music. And it was interesting because it was challenging her because she's, she's recording this. She has to go perform and all like she's straining her voice. She's doing all of that. She does so much. And like as somebody who's pushing 30, I'm turning 30 this year. I'm just like, this girl's like 17, 18 years old and look what she's doing. And well, and she's, and it's also like one of the first times we ever see her perform. She's like, I'm jumping around too much. My legs really hurt. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then she's like, so I did a dumb thing and I'm up here and I got shin splints and whatnot, but I'm going to keep jumping because I'm a dumbass. And it's like, she goes nuts. Right. It's like, that concert. <laughs> I admire that. <laughs> and it's interesting. Cause like, I remember the first time I heard one of her songs and mm-hmm. it was sitting in a theater 
when that bombshell trailer came out and when bad guy played during that trailer i'm like what is this mm-hmm. and i'm like this is awesome and my and my girlfriend judge is like you don't know who billy eilish is I'm like, <laughs> no i listen to classic rock music i just don't listen to the radio so whenever anybody like really like and, and i'm just apparently all these new people that are making articles like i had no idea who the whoever whichever person just got the rick and morty stone put in his head uh, i had no idea who that is except that somebody put a diamond in their forehead and i've never heard him before and it's like a twenty five thousand dollar diamond it's like or 20 or it's like a 12 million dollar diamond it's just like i didn't even know you had 12 million dollars <laughs> like who, just who was giving you money as somebody yeah. whose favorite band is Rush, uh-huh. I think that puts a little bit of perspective on how connected right. I am with like modern music. So uh, the, I think the only other thing I have to say is just that the the touring part to me was a bit of a drag. It felt a bit long, uh, but at the same time, I kind of like seeing some of the elements. Again, showing her as a real person, um, mm-hmm. it shows her relationship, which she's, she's apparently pretty notoriously quiet about. But her relationship with Q, who I don't even know who the crap that is, but wh- whoever he was, and and you ca- and you kind of see like he doesn't maybe treat her the best, but we're only seeing her perspective, and yeah. so like we got to take that into into account. And but then you know, but then like the the Coachella thing where it's like, all right, hey, like you're supposed to have that, and like this is Coachella, but your video's not working, so just act like everything's normal, like because you're going on that stage and. And just just do it. Uh, and she like messes up the lyrics. And then like you kind of see there are some people that are like, it's okay. It was a new song. You messed up some lyrics, whatever. And there are other people that maybe aren't as supportive. And uh, anyway, I thought the touring part was a bit of a drag because we are talking. This is a really long documentary. I, if you were to cut out anything, it would be there. You know, especially like after the album release, so, you know, because, hey, the album's released. Uh, but at the same time, I still really liked it because like I would never go to a Billie Eilish concert because it would be me and a bunch of 16 year old girls. And like, <laughs> that's just not I would be awkward the whole time. I'd be like guy like standing in the back, just like cuddled, curled up to himself like I just want to see Billie. But <laughs> <laughs> but like I feel like I almost feel like I've seen a virtual show of hers. Because yeah. I've seen the documentary, I mean, they've played most of the songs, most of them in full length. Sometimes they cut between several performances. Sometimes it's just one performance. But like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, again, I don't think I would necessarily go to see her, largely become because of the demographic. But I was happy that I got to see, especially because I was wondering, like, how do you really like make this a concert? Because like, some of her songs are pretty slow or whatever, and it's a lot of it's a lot like beat heavy. It's like. You just have fun with it, and like her fans get into it, and it's just admirable. Anyway, that's that was just the thing. Is just I I thought the touring was a bit of a drag because the documentary was a bit long. That's why I'm probably not like you know super high in the loved it camp. But I yeah I'd, I'd give this a four and a half out of five. I think that's what I wound up giving it on Letterbox. Yeah. When I thought about it, and honestly, as somebody who I don't do well with crowds, so I don't go to a whole lot of concerts in person. I grew up watching a lot of concert DVDs and stuff like that. So like I have an appreciation for like when a filmmaker can really capture a concert and a musical performance. And like in a world where we have like the last waltz done by Martin Scorsese and stuff like that, (laughs) this film really captures her musical performances in a energy filled and meaningful way. And especially that one concert where that one girl got hurt. And yeah. how she reacted to everything. It's like, 
I think those moments were special. And yeah, yeah. my probably my biggest gripe with this film was like, it's two hours and 20 minutes. You probably could have streamlined something somewhere yeah. a bit. But I agree, probably not going to a Billie Eilish concert, but I enjoyed watching her perform. It was it was that weird thing of I felt like it was pretty long, but at the same time, I don't think I would have minded if this was a three or four part miniseries. You break it up a little bit more and then like they don't have to necessarily be a certain time. But like I feel like there's there's got to be a little bit more to the story. And I felt like I was kind of bugging out at the end. Like, honestly, if it wasn't the 007 thing, you know, thing, I might have been bugging out a little earlier. Uh, so people that don't care about 007. You know, I eat ninety percent of Billie Eilish's audience probably. <laughs> uh, you know, but, they uh, but Bond wants them, which is why she did the theme song. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like maybe maybe if it was split up a little bit more if it was uh, uh, if it was that maybe I'd be a little bit more like yeah, like for real. Like if if this is a five hour thing and you you show me give me five hour. Like, I, I'm not saying I want it to be five hours, but if if they wanted to throw an extra thirty minutes in there, but then just make it a two part thing, like cool, I'm here for it. HBO did that with that Tiger Woods documentary. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example. This is actually very interesting looking at a bigger perspective on documentaries. Some of my biggest reviews on my channel are documentaries. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the Bee Gees one, which I'm a huge fan of the Bee Gees. So I was super excited for that documentary to come out on HBO. And I've had so many people comment they didn't spend enough time on this era of the Bee Gees. They didn't spend enough sure. time on this sure. era of the Bee Gees. And it's such an interesting thought on what do you spend the time on and what do you focus on in a documentary? And like maybe that Bee Gees documentary shouldn't have been a two-hour film. Could have easily been one of those HBO documentary series over sure. the course of a couple of weeks. But a lot of these subjects have a lot to talk about and – this definitely felt more like you're walking along in the life of Billie Eilish and not just like, let's learn the history of Billie Eilish. And yeah. I think it was better for that because like she's still a young artist. And yeah. I think spending time with her in a meaningful way was the best way to go. And they really captured that in this film. I agree. If you have Apple TV Plus, definitely check this out. If if you're even slightly interested in in this persona or her, or her music, or if you know a lot of things but you just want to see clips of her from various concerts and whatnot, it, definitely check this out. Um, and again, I I think the more I spend time with Apple TV Plus, the more I like it. I would say you know if if you still haven't used your free seven day trial, like maybe now's a good time to do it. Just just yeah. make sure you get in this and Wolfwalkers and Ted Lasso and maybe the first 20 minutes of Jerry. <laughs> uh, yes, 100% go watch Ted Lasso. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, and Wolfwalkers. Yeah. So like, I, don't, I, I just feel like if you're going to do that free trial and just try to binge as much as you can, definitely add this to that queue and because uh, I think this is really worth a watch. Absolutely. Even if you take the $5 for one month of Apple TV+, Plus, I think this is definitely worth $5. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper than renting it most of the time. So <laughs> there you have it. Big recommends from both of us. Uh, really, really, we both really liked this uh, and uh, available in theaters uh, right now or on Apple TV Plus. Uh, so make sure to check it out because we both really loved it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's it. Uh, Shane, I'm sure I'll have you back on to do something else. Absolutely. Soon. I'm always down. Awesome. Well, it's great talking to you. We'll see you again.